At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much, and may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another live stream and a podcast from public access america we're just waiting for our our co-host jeffrey which gives me time to talk to you about some fantastic stuff well at least maybe get my microphone set up (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and click that let's click that and that will start the live stream, which is important because then I can get to my note. I won't be monitoring the chat this week because I am on a Google note, which I am sharing with Jeffrey for the first time. For the first time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling I'm feeling like podcasting. I'm feeling like talking to Jeffrey. I'm feeling the 700th episode i'm just feeling a little squiggly in my head so let's get used to that thank you to everybody that's joined the live stream thank you to um everybody that listens i really appreciate it on spotify apple podcast tune in radio google play player fm the stitcher smart radio app radio public and podcast addict as well as victor reader for our visually impaired friends, we appreciate you. And Audible. We are on Audible and Amazon Music. We're everywhere. It's pretty amazing. We just uh, started getting listens from South Africa. So hello, South Africa. Hello, Malta. I just learned about your uh, megalithic structures last night. And I got to say, they are fascinating to me. I think they are so cool from the tones 150 megahertz. I don't even know how to get that, but now I want to replicate it so that I can also enjoy the freedom that it provides. So, yep. Um, a new episode from Inspirations Beyond Disabilities came out today. That was kind of cool. Or last night, actually, it came out. Kai and Ezra and I, we talked about uh, fall, Halloween, candy corn pizza for some reason Ezra's from new york and i'm from chicago and that debate started and cupcakes or muffins i'm kind of curious as to what people feel on those subjects how do you feel about new york pizza he says you can eat it on the l i say a deep dish pizza piece of pizza is so much easier to eat on the l so do you even know what an l is he uses a subway we use an l the l is above the subway is below (laughs) but it was a great episode it really was um don't forget to check out unsubscribe with my friend kai uh she has a i shouldn't even tell you but she did an episode she just recorded last night with one of my favorite people on the planet and so check that out coming up this week and her last episode pretty great also check out the snack network as long as i am plugging things my partner on inspirations beyond disabilities dave runs the snack network where he tries new and unusual foods before you have to pay for them and that's kind of cool so welcome to episode 700 i'm kind of excited about this um yeah (laughs) i'm trying to upgrade a little bit so we started a google note so that jeffrey could look at it although i don't know that's a little crazy because i just added like three stories to the note just this morning you know what i mean in a fit of chaos in a fit of chaos but we've been talking with um our second hour guest and that's cool too he is confirmed and dan will be here hey here's jeffrey so let's get started with the show Wow, that's an interesting way to do that. How cool. Jeffrey. 
I wonder if he gets annoyed that I do that every single time. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Holy cow. All right. Anyway, welcome to Public Access America. I'm Jason, and he's Jeffrey, and we are just going to get into the 700th episode because I like doing it that way. <laughs> Let's dig in. I got a... a I want to say really to just to you, I got a new computer and I do not have my backgrounds yet. So I apologized for that. I don't mean to leave you hanging on an old um, theme. <laughs> well, you know, I could always, you know, I could always you know, change my background to something wildly inappropriate, but eh, Ooh, whatever. I, I like wildly inappropriate. We don't you have know. enough of that. It's so how are you doing? What's going on with Jeffrey? Oh, well, we've definitely, uh, things have been busy here. Um, mm. You know, still, still uh, busting at work and, you know, got some great things happening in personal life that uh, will be a lot more available later. You probably have seen at least a little bit um, through Debbie. So uh, some exciting things, really, you know, uh, mm -hmm. personal growth is always something that's exciting. And, and, scary. and oh, scary. It's, it's, it's terrifying, you know, that initial jump is always terrifying, but at the same time too, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you just, you, you build something, you build something good and you have that, well, what if this doesn't succeed? And people start reaching out to you and they're like, how can I help? How can I get involved? Where can I go? What can I do? And you realize that what you're going to do is going to be just fine surround yourself with good people then that those are the people that step up instead of when you surround yourself with bad people they step up too but they're just super negative about it you know and their voice and I, their voice might be loud at first but it diminishes mm -hmm. and it and it goes away but the people right. who are there to lift you up and support you their voices are always loud and they're always there you know somebody told me about uh, a god in india called shiva right mm -hmm. and Shiva is the destroyer, but in essence, also the creator. And what Shiva will do is pick you up and speed you to the spot in your life that you need to be. And in that, you feel that confusion and chaos of being transported from one part of your life to the other. But once you settle, you're going to find you, yourself in a new spot. And I think that's such a good analogy for, for mm. what's going on with, with Davi right now. Absolutely. You know, and <clears throat> it's... I would say that, you know, one of the things that we've, we've tried to focus on are, you know, positive changes and how do you, how do you build something positive at a time where, you know, sometimes things can feel like a negative, but, mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is, is that when you, like you said, when you surround yourself with good people, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, you get positivity from it. Yeah. And sometimes Sometimes you have to take a step back to get ahead. I know on this podcast, we, we had a lot of listens and then I deleted about 200 episodes because they just weren't relevant and we took a step back, but now we're back where we were. And now people are listening to these conversations. And I think that's cool. You know, we've had up, you and I have had 60, around 64 episodes together. Dang. That is amazing. So along with the 700th episode in a few episodes, we are, you and I personally are going to have our 69th episode. Hey. Hey. And actually we got some comments and somebody was really happy when you were like 69 plus a nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I did, I, I know I shared the note with you and then I was just saying um, in the pre-show how I added I just added a bunch of stories to the note, you know right. what I mean? And, and added to them. So um, it's a combination of knowledge and um, spontaneity, I guess, this week. But none of them are super big and nothing that you really need um, more information on than you had, you know. Um, right. Also, in the second hour, Dan did confirm this morning that he's going to be here. So we're going to talk Yay! some stuff COVID. I, um, I was telling Kai, my friend, that like, you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey is a really smart, I'm, I'm, I'm wise, right? But Jeffrey is super smart in an educated way. You are, you're also wise and Dan's also wise, but you two are super educated. And sometimes I just feel like the idiot answering questions from the audience, <laughs> but I want to, I always want to get you somebody 
um, on your intellectual level if I can, so we can have those broader discussions. And then I just like to be there to kind of see if I can translate that conversation for the people that don't understand on a PhD or master's level. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, and then that's this, you know, one of those things like we've had that conversation before. I don't expect most people to be at my level. I really don't. It's it's not fair to people. Like I've gone out, I've spent a bunch of money to get where I am, you right. know. And and the idea that you know we kind of gatekeep, like especially like as we tell people to, you know, quote unquote, follow the science. Mm. You know, the reality is is that you know following the science means that it you know it, it keeps traveling and right. it keeps change you know it keeps changing it keeps evolving it keeps getting questioned but you know not everybody's going to be able to to understand and keep up with that and and that's not you know it's not because they're dumb it's just not their wheelhouse it's like like anything right. art related to me like can I, I'm not colorblind. I can see all the colors, but I do not understand, you know, how they go together, naming conventions, why one shade does one thing, another shade does mm -hmm. another, why, why these two colors that seem completely opposite from each other work well together. It just like, I don't understand it. And I never will. Like it's, it's right. not because I'm stupid by any means. It just, <laughs> it's not my thing. I don't get it. Or, you know, right. even, you know, even like construction and engineering, like I have a background in construction, but there are just some things I don't understand why you do them the way you do them, but I know they work. That's why we find people that we can trust and then we trust them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the important thing. Like, I don't know everything you're talking about all the time. Sometimes I have to go back after the show and look stuff up. <laughs> you know you what know, I mean? And that's, but I think and that's great. That's what's, in, that's what's important is that I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the useful idiot that actually can translate into like you guys will say something and I I'll ask a question. Sometimes it's a dumbass question, but that's something that maybe somebody else is also thinking. And I like that. I like well, that to me, you know? Well, and, and, and that's something we tell our kids in school. Like, if you have a question, ask it because I guarantee you're not the only one that has that question. That's you just a good might reminder. Be, you just might be the only person brave enough to ask the question. Yeah. And in which case it's, you know, it's, it's, and, and that's where, you know, the quest for knowledge, people feel stupid when they don't know the answer and mm -hmm. we got to get past that. You know, not everybody yeah. knows the answer. It's not possible. We don't have one person that knows everything, but we need everybody to be able to ask the question. So that way, the one person who does know something goes, yo, I got this. Right. Because we're a community of people that know things. And it's amazing how somebody with little knowledge has such a steady opinion on something that they don't know anything about, like the voting process or economics, you know, or the treasury. We don't all know about that, but we all seem to want to have an opinion about it without asking an expert. You know, <laughs> it's like these days experts are are out of step with um in a, in a way I want, I, oof. so, so, so here's, so I, I think I know where you're going with this. So one of the things that we've, we've consistently talked about in, in, in the last two years has been this concept of, you know, questioning science or questioning the expert mm -hmm. is science, but, but what we miss is the reality that in order to question an expert, you have to have some level of foundation in what that expert talks about and what they do. Like, for example, I can't, like, I won't be able to question Dan on, on viral function. I will not because Dan's going to know this stuff. But mm -hmm. when it comes to the analysis of the numbers, I'm absolutely going to be able to question Dan because I know how to do that. Right. And I'm going to be able to look at what those numbers mean you know, how I'm interpreting them, how many other people would interpret them and, and raise questions about the process in which those numbers were obtained and, and rightfully so, you know, questioning science doesn't mean that you just go, well, I don't think I like that, or I don't think I agree. So I'm going to, you have to have some type of a foundation in which mm -hmm. you look at the information and go, I question how you got there. I don't think you did this right. Right. And there, and it could be any number of pieces along the way. It could be about, you know, it could be about how the virus spreads, you know, like for example, a great, great uh, question that I have right now, especially being a numbers person is, so Washington state released this piece of data, 
uh, on COVID in places that are democratically held counties, mm. the death rate is seven per 100,000. But in Republican held counties, it is 44 per 100,000, an over six times increase. Now, what does that mean? Now, if you give people just enough context, said Republican held counties, what does what does that mean to you? What what does your brain immediately think? Oh, that's where people don't want to get the vaccine. So now here's my question as a data person, because that could be one element of this. Absolutely. People don't want to get the vaccine. It could be the largest element of this. But then you have the other question is a lot of these places are rural. What does their access to a hospital actually look like? Good point. So the question is, is you know, they may have been, you may have people who are vaccinated, but because there is such limited access to hospital beds, they might not have had much of a choice, you know, or there just might not be the level of care there that you would expect to see in urban areas where we have major hospitals. So questioning why that number is the way that it is, is science, you know, because I, yeah. I don't want to just say it's anti-vaxxers. I have a pretty good idea that that's the majority of the issue. It but could be bad polling, right? It could. it could be the fact that Washington State has a larger than normal anti-vaxxer society. So there's a lot of there's, a lot of a lot of factors to that. I mean, if, because these numbers are coming directly from the Department of Health, like this is stuff that's coming out of the hospitals. But ah. it still means that there is there is an issue there that we need to resolve. You know, mm -hmm. is it because people don't have access to healthcare? If that's the case, you know, how many of those deaths could have been preventable by better access to healthcare? That's a question that we've talked about multiple times. But if it really is the vast majority is people, you know, don't want to get the vaccine, there's not much anybody can do about that. You can do all the messaging you want. You can create all the mandates you want. Um, yeah. You can make it as difficult to be a member of society as you want for not getting vaccinated. There are people that are still going to make that choice not to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But we all and we're also going to have to reconcile the fact that there are a bunch of people out there that are not going to be able to take the vaccine. And we got to quit lumping them in with the anti-vaxxer crowd. Got right. a couple of friends, pro-science, pro-vaccine, can't have it. Exactly. It's an immune system thing. And I can't wait to talk to Dan about all of that. But I'm more of a people person. You're more of a numbers and he's more of the science. And I love when the three of us get together to talk about that stuff. Yeah. It just it makes my head feel good to offer that information. You know what I mean? Right. And we'll have we'll have more on that. I do have a, a quick story. I want to start us off because it's breaking news. For the first time in history, the tomb of the unknown soldier was guarded by an all-woman team. And I just wanted to get that on the record because I think that's fantastic. so... It is so fantastic, isn't it? I don't think it's a... Bi I wonder if it's like a Biden thing or just a thing that's happening. Is it an evolution that's natural or is it an evolution that's being forced by politics? And either way, it doesn't matter. It's being done. You know, and... Well... This is one of those things where, you know, in terms of, you know, if we're going to look at equality, we've got women who are active duty soldiers and we got women who are frontline soldiers and mm -hmm. we've got to get used to the fact that women can be fighters too. And in a lot of other countries, they don't differentiate, you know, men's units and women's units the way that uh, we have in the past. Right. You know, you're, you're a trained soldier and you do the soldier thing. So you know, it's, and especially having friends who are soldiers, but, you know, because their husband is also a soldier, they, they just think of, you know, them as the military spouse. Nah, motherfucker, mm -hmm. she's a vet too. She, she, right. got her, she got herself blown up in Iraq and, and Afghanistan. And there you is know? no differentiating in the training between men and women. They all deal with the same stuff. You know, you're still going to have to fight and you're still going to have to fight. You know, you, you look at one of my favorites was looking at the, the Kurdish women who were fighting, you know, mm -hmm. at, right at the height of ISIS. It's like those motherfuckers were fighting for their lives. So like they were particularly vicious. The Soviet Union used women as snipers consistently because they could just pick things out that were out of place far better than most of the men could, which is why I think. At least I think it's at least five of the the snipers with the most kills are women. You I think know? that's outstanding. I think it's amazing. I, I'm into history, you know, from the beginning to the end. And what I think is amazing is 
throughout history, there's always been female-led societies. Even in the Middle East, in Egypt, like in places where you think women are overly suppressed, through in, back in history, they've been the leaders, they've been the pharaohs, they've been the people in charge of finances. And along the way, that's been destroyed for this um, male-centric thought that we're better at everything because we are men because we have a penis i keep thinking that because there's no differentiating between a female body and a male body if you take away the genitals you know right a female can be stronger than a man a man can be taller than a woman a woman can be smarter than a man there is no monolithic met met some women who are far taller than me yeah that's what i'm saying is that Mm -hmm. like there is no People are always saying these, they're trying to put these monolithic definitions on gender. And I, I can find the example where they don't work, right? Every time. And that's why there's a constant debate in, in this, like transgender athletes, they're stronger. They're not. (laughs) It's just, there's these preconceived notions about gender that I think we really need to get past because I've seen wrestlers that could kick any man's ass. You know what I mean? I've seen little women that could destroy you <laughs> with just words. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I love the fact that this is, I just wonder if it's a natural thing. If the, I, that's what I want to know. Did Biden like order it or either way we're, we're progressing, but I'm wondering if the progression is being ordered or if it's just something that naturally happened because it was a rotation. It's a, it's a grand question. You know, my hope is. Is, is, my hope is, is that, you know, it didn't take somebody ordering it to make it happen. Right. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, I still appreciate the progress, but if you're being ordered to do it, it's slightly different. And that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different than will willing, uh, willingness to do that without. Right. Being ordered. Right. But bravo to the military for doing it. This J- Jeffrey, this story. All right. So I was talking to somebody about, I wanted, we were covering sexual abuse for a while mm-hmm. and I talked to one of my female friends about it. And I was like, it really irritates me. And I don't understand why people are numb to it. And she explained that she's been dealing with it all her life. Right. And so mm-hmm. these constant stories to her are always there, you mm-hmm. know? And so they get a little less attention to the guy that's just coming along to it. <laughs> you know right and so i did want to back off a little on it but i still want to say that it's an important thing to pay attention to and i want to say i appreciate twitter for actually spotlighting these stories in their news feeds because there is always one or two there and i think it's important this this week there was there was more and i just didn't get to cover it but they're they're always there the world soccer foundation is canceling games because one of the coaches was um accused of abuse so there you go and look that up because i'm not going to get into it but this story jeffrey i thought was when i read the title um i thought it was a sexual abuse story but it turns out to be a scam story and this lady was called and she, she stayed on the phone with her scammer forever while he had her like empty her bank account and he did it through manipulation and holy cow, I can't even, I, did you read this? Did you check out this at all? I didn't see, I did not check out this story, but it's a story that I have seen far more times than I ever right. care to. So maybe you can give a little background on it, to it and I can talk about the InfoSec side of it. Yeah, I'm, um, 59.4 million Americans lost 29 29- Point eight billion dollars to scammers and they're getting they're 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 targeting more professional people um with backgrounds and this guy what he did was he reached out to somebody he got her number off of her professional website and then he explained to her that you know she had missed a trial date to appear as a witness and she that's her job that's what she does normally and so he manipulated her by saying you know if you come to the police they're going to detain you for 72 hours so you need to work with me to pay this this six thousand dollars off ahead of time but then and, and she i see where she would believe that but then it goes on into some really scammy stuff but he gets her into this fight or flight scenario and gets her all flustered And there's some things that the human mind wants to do, solve the problem, 
there's um you know the human mind just it puts off some of those red flags when you're just trying to drive to the net and um let's see so let me let me put it to you this way <clears throat> yeah, yeah for those yeah. for those who don't who who aren't familiar with u.s court system to put it very succinctly there is never going to be an option of pay this fine or go to jail for 72 hours if you have not been convicted of a crime usually when you're getting held for 72 hours the cops are showing up and it you're you either know they're coming or you're about to find out <clears throat> right there is no pay this fine and avoid the 72 hours of jail that's not how our justice system works it has never worked that way in any capacity even when you get convicted of a crime you might have to pay a fine, but jail time is also there. You're going to be well aware of all of this. It's never mm -hmm. going to be done over the phone. Okay. Like you're going to have uniformed officers show up. So if you ever have that question of, uh oh, somebody's saying I need to pay money or I'm going to, or, or the cops are going to come arrest me. No, that's not how it works. If the cops are going to arrest you, that's because they have an arrest warrant and there's no amount of money that you can pay to avoid that arrest warrant. You're going to need a lawyer to quash that warrant. And right. you, that's the only way that you're going to stop that. You're either going to go with the cops or you're going to go to your lawyer and say, hey, I think I've got a warrant out for me. Can you quash this? And they're going right. to go and they're going to do their thing to take care of it. But a lot of the times they'll be able to check that out too. If you actually have a warrant against you. And, and that's the thing is it's like, if you don't have case specifics, Mm -hmm. it should make you very concerned like you're not just gonna yeah. have a general warrant out for you it's like hey you missed this case case number blah 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 it's in this court in this district or superior court or whatever right like, they will have they will have they will have these numbers they will have what the docket is they will have information if you actually miss something if, that's if, why i think it's interesting that they're targeting intelligent professional <clears throat> people i think the intelligent professional opinion uh, people assume that they're on a level to where they're not going to get scammed so or maybe they're more likely to be scammed just because they don't think they can be you know what i mean well but they're, they're, the scammers are also using psychology in a way that they never have before you know what i mean to turn off somebody's intelligent mind the right half and and have them just in more of the emotional scared state. yeah the emotional I've, if you can I've get somebody had... into an emotional state you have them almost where you want them you yeah know? and and that's the thing is like i i've had scammers like this call me mm -hmm. and 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 threaten me with with jail if i don't pay the fine and i'm like okay cool uh what's the case number let me look it up right they don't have a case number okay well what district is this out of they don't know well, okay, so so what what who's going to be the uh, who's going to be the arresting officer service? You know, they don't know who right. it's going to be. It's you know, it's like you can you can figure this out in a series of a few questions. Like you can most people you know in the United States you can look up case you can look up case information. You can even search your own name to find out if you've got a case against you. Granted, it's it's not universal. You you have to know what court you're looking in. Um, cause every state does it differently. The feds do it differently. Um, counties do it differently, uh, inside of a state it's, it can be a little bit of a pain, but the reality is, is that, you know, if you actually have something out for your arrest, you'll, you'll either be able to look it up or you'll have the cops at your door period end of story. Right. And the scammer's goal is to fake answer those questions before you ask them, right? Absolutely. They, they're, they're, they're going to overwhelm you with details that you think sound relevant, phone numbers that you think are real, and objectives that you think you can solve to get out of the situation. And I think they do that before your rationality kicks in. And that's why I wanted to address this. Because mm -hmm. What they do is they seesaw you between negatives and positives. Here's the negative, here's the positive that you can, you know, and so you're in the short term, you're just trying to solve those immediate things and i just wanted to tell this to people that are prone to getting scam calls that these are some of the things they do that you can look for and when you hear this stuff and they're not giving you a chance to offer a solution she said you know he says you can't call the police because you know 
I know I, I'll know if you're calling the police. You can't text them because I'll know if you're texting them because I am the police and I'm the one trying to protect you. And suddenly she feels like she can't go to the police. And of course you can. Of course you can. Right. That's like that's like, for example, um, there was a string of I forget where this was at, but there was a string of uh, people getting pulled over by by the cops. But mm -hmm. something was off. They didn't seem like a cop. What most people don't realize is, is that you can actually, like, if you're getting pulled over and you're not sure it's a cop, you can actually call 911 and find out if uh, whoever's got you pulled over is actually a cop. Now, you know, at least, you know, here we've got, you know, marked vehicles uh, in, in various capacities. Yeah, we got some undercover vehicles, too. Mm -hmm. But if you have any questions or any doubts, you know, you can absolutely call the cops and be like, hey, I'm I'm getting pulled over and I am not certain that the person pulling me over is actually a cop. Right. There's so many agencies out there that somebody could pretend to be just a random agency and pull you over. And that's why that's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, not to mention the people who who think they're the cops. Right. You know, right so community police and stuff or just people with that just bought an old cop car and why <laughs> well there's there's a well it's was, it was funny here because there's there's a guy who had who uh who had an who had bought an old cop car and he spray painted on the back and on the hood not a cop <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know what dude awesome thank you that's funny and now you can go pull people over <laughs> pull people uh, over uh, as not a cop I think it would make a much better taxi service. You know what I mean? Not a cop taxi service. All right. It's like, wait, this so, is suspicious. <laughs> so there were, um, let's see, they try and get you into a flight freeze and fawn sort of mentality. And yeah, we got to that. Um, this guy went much further, by the way. Oh, so, so what, what he had her do was go to the ATM. He, he had her call the bank while he was on the phone to, increase the amount she could get from the atm and then he had her go and get like prepaid visa cards <sighs> and you know what i mean and so as as soon as i heard you know uh, as soon as i heard prepaid cards i would have hung up the phone but yep. there was a there was a moment which i think is really cool which she went to the right aid and the clerk just looked her in the eyes and gave her a flyer saying, are you the victim of a scam? And the lady thought to herself, that was the minute she came closest to hanging up, but then she didn't, you know? Yeah. That's just, so, it's really frustrating because like, yeah, you're not going to be paying anything in prepaid cards ever. No, ever, ever. In, in, in the justice system of the United States of America, you will never pay anything in prepaid cards ever right. ever 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 oh here's my question if a if a warrant is out for your arrest mm -hmm. is there a bail set at that time or do you have to go in and have that hearing you know you what have, i mean you have to go in and have that hearing if there's a warrant out for your arrest there is there is no oh if i pay this i won't get arrested no you're getting right. arrested if you actually have a warrant you will be arrested you will be brought in and usually if you have a warrant out for your arrest you probably aren't going to be looking at bail for a hot minute right that i just want yeah there's no amount of money that somebody can say you can pay to get out of the situation because that has to be done once you turn yourself in there are only two ways that a warrant gets executed the first way is is that the cop shows up they arrest you and book you into jail the second way is that you hire a lawyer and your lawyer will uh, file a motion to quash a warrant that's right. what it's called um and so your lawyer, your lawyer will go through the process of quashing a warrant, and if if it's possible, um, I, I say that with a with a huge caveat because, I mean, there you know, whenever somebody thinks of a warrant, you know, we typically think of oh my god, there's a warrant out for somebody's arrest, they must be a murderer. Now sometimes you have a warrant out for your arrest because you missed a trial date, and that's it's right. called a bench warrant. Those are more likely. Yeah, and and so basically, what it boils down to is you're just you know, you can, you can hire a lawyer to help quash that warrant. You know, it, they'll be able to figure out if it's something that, that, that can be quashed at all and keep you out. Right. Right. But otherwise, I mean, the only other way that you're going to get that warrant uh, taken care of is you're going with the cops. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can request that without a lawyer to quash the warrant, but it's always easier with a warrant with a lawyer, you don't know the terms. Cause then there's another thing you have to address after that. And you don't know what to do there. So this guy, this guy used phone cloning to um, show that he was calling from the sheriff's department. He told her to look up the sheriff's department phone number on the website. And then he called her from that number, but it's called spoofing, right? Yep. Is that what it is? Okay. Spoofing. So you can't uh, even trust that you, you can't trust an email. <laughs> you can't trust a phone no. call. You can't trust a text from a stranger, you know, what, and, and, and I mean, I had that happen to me, um, mm -hmm. about in 2015, I had, uh, someone from the FBI field office in Seattle call me saying that if I didn't, you know, if I didn't take care of this, uh, particular warrant, I was going to be placed under arrest. And I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. By all means, you can come send an officer to me. Because I know right. how the because I've worked with the FBI. I have worked with uh, I've worked with, you know, the US Marshals Service. I have worked in federal courts. I know exactly how they work. Nobody's calling me to say pay up or else we're coming to get you, especially if it's the feds. They're just showing yeah. up to come get your ass. Period in the right. story. Yeah, think about it in a in a real life scenario. If you are a wanted fugitive and the and the FBI calls you and says, "Hey, wait there," <laughs> you're not very likely to do that, right? So, I don't know. And then at the end of the story, it takes it takes a really bad turn. Um, after he gets all of her money and drains her bank account, he says that when she does come into the sheriff's office, she's going to have to turn herself in and um, submit to a strip search and a cavity search. He also tells her that there is no females on duty, so he will be doing that, but that she can get out of this by going to a local CVS and videoing a strip search and cavity search in the bathroom and she did it so the story that i thought was sexual abuse that turned out to be a scam also turned out to be sexual abuse like even when i try to get away from it jeffrey it's right there at the end of the story i i don't even know what to say with that just because it's like there's no way in hell that the fbi is ever going to let you search yourself it just does not happen no, no governmental agent no no police department is no no it's not how it works like if they're if if there's a cavity search involved they're going to glove up and do it period end of story you don't get to search yeah. yourself that's the equivalent of saying i've investigated myself and found i'm doing nothing wrong you're not like if you're getting a cavity search, you're mm -hmm. getting a cavity search because they're they're the ones that are doing it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, she did go to the address that he gave her and it was a office park. All the lights were off. It was a it wasn't it was a, just an office. I just feel so bad for her. She this is like this is like almost a kidnapping ordeal. The way it went down, the way she had to drive around and do all this stuff. And I keep thinking to myself. I just hang up the phone, right? So I just, it's tough for me. It's tough for me that people are falling for it. And like at some point, critical thinking has to come in, right? Like you have to think to yourself, what are the, what are the penalties of me not doing what this guy says versus what are the penalties of me doing what he's saying and losing all your money and doing a cavity search on video seems like something that somebody would have a red line about and say, I'm not going to go this far. Like at the beginning of the phone call, you have to think to yourself, there's got to be a red line where I'm hanging up. That's, that's my head. The red line is, is if the cops are coming to get you or say mm -hmm. that they're going to come get you, that's when you say, great, contact my lawyer. Right. And that's it. Like, or go to the police department. Like yeah. he said, she shouldn't do. She should have said, "I'm going to go there." You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. So I, I just, it's tough for me that people fall for this, and even very smart people fall for it. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. I feel I feel bad for her, but I mean, there were several yeah. stops along the way where, you know, if you would have taken yeah. a breath for a moment, mm -hmm. you would have realized that this was all bullshit. Yeah. And I hope somebody hears this and then takes that breath and hangs yeah. up. You can always hang up. You can always hang up. 
and then just block that call. And they will show up at your door if it's real, and they won't if it isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, is like, like I've said before, if if the cops have a reason to arrest you, they're just showing up at your door. Period. End mm-hmm. of story. That's all that's right. happening. Okay. So, oh my gosh, I don't know if you read this story, but Texas has a new song. Hey, Texas, we're back. <laughs> all right. Yeehaw. Texas has an, a new new social media censorship law that um, prevents um, filters by anything, by, by keywords or phrases or anything like that. And this, um, professors are saying, can cause an increase of email scamming. So... Are these things right up your alley, Jeffrey? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh, oh, I am. I have. I've read what they're going to do, and I'm like, you guys really have no idea how this stuff works, do you? No. And what's weird is like they shoved it in a bill. They shoved it in a bill that was in a bill that was in an amendment to that bill. And like I had to search from that bill with keywords to find this. Like this was not an easy section to find. You know what I mean? So. I appreciate it. And that's why I add the link so that you can go right to the law instead of reading the story. You know what I mean? Because we need to do that. And it's in the description portion of this podcast. You can go read the law or you can find the story about the law. This one is just so dumb. Like, like, I don't know if, I don't know if people realize that like the way that these algorithms work is that they look at, I've been kind of messing around to see what, how my algorithm changes just because I want to, I want to see like what it does, how it follows me and how it changes stuff. So I've been watching a few YouTubers lately that focus on guns and cops because I'm just kind of experimenting out to see how YouTube changes its algorithm to what it recommends me. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And it's, it started to recommend me more conservative-leaning stuff. And that's what's really funny about it is it's that it's all based on what you watch and right. who you watch and and what you're looking up. So if you start looking up certain things, you're going to get start getting certain recommendeds and filters. Which is why, you know, I start looking up cops, you know, like cop video breakdowns and mm-hmm. by a specific person and suddenly my recommended has changed very significantly and that filter has changed very significantly from what it was. My YouTube is usually just, you know, death metal videos and mm-hmm. lo-fi hip-hop and 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 me looking up how to fix something <laughs> right so you know this is so this has been kind of funny to watch what people don't understand about these algorithms is, is that if you're watching specific people it's gonna re- it's gonna recommend you specific things if you start watching different things it's gonna start recommending different things it's gonna take it a minute while it's like hey i've noticed that you're starting to look up more of this stuff so let me right. try and pick out some more of this how did how does YouTube determine what is like something else? How does it, um, it goes off? I mean, of, we're not on we're not on YouTube now. We're going to be on YouTube in a little bit when Dan gets here, maybe or maybe just before he gets here. But how do how do websites know that this is like that? So so here's how the algorithm works roughly for for the average person. So let's say you look up uh, you look up a, a cop video. What it does is it takes a look at who all has watched that video. And then it averages out people who watched this video also watched these videos. Okay. And it goes, so if you watch this video, it breaks it down and it goes, the majority of people who watched this video watched this video and they watched this video and they watched this you. video. And so then if you go, mm, okay, I think I'm going to watch this video that it recommended it's starting to build a pattern. Okay, so you watch this video and you watch this video. People who watch these two videos also watched, boom, 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 and it starts grabbing. And that's how your algorithm starts to build. If you're watching this particular video, it'll grab the next most related content for people who've watched these two videos. 
Okay. And so and this this out wait this algorithm is just in this decade, right? This is a new way of doing this, right? Correct. It's a newer okay. way of doing this. Um, you know, because it used to be before, like, you know, on YouTube, the recommended was whatever was hot at the time. Right. So for me, watching Dimu Borgir uh, on YouTube and then suddenly seeing ads for Lady Gaga didn't make a damn bit of sense because I don't listen to Lady Gaga. It's not my thing. Right. right. Lady Gaga is a fantastic artist, but it, not what I'm listening to. I'm listening to death metal. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to follow up Dimu with Lady Gaga. <laughs> no, but I get it. Okay. So, but, but by being able to take the power of analytics and say, okay, this person watched this. So most likely they might be interested in, in some of these. And the more of those videos that you watch, the more of those connections they draw. It's like, you know, you watched all 10 of these videos, people who watched all 10 of these videos also watched. And that's how you drive which way yeah. YouTube goes. Now I could easily take the, what I've been doing and I'm switch it over and start watching things like Sean King or um, Young Turks or any number of things like that. And my sure. algorithm will slowly start to shift that way. It's like, hey, you watch <laughs> this. People who watch this and this video, because it's going to pull some of your old stuff over and it's mm -hmm. going to be like, what the fuck are you on? And right. it'll, it'll recommend you some of the old stuff, but it might start recommending you some of the new stuff too. But the yeah. more that new stuff you watch, it changes your algorithm and says, okay, so you watched these two videos recently. We're going to start pulling from this direction. Yep. But how does it work with email though? Because how can Texas say, we're, we want you to remove the filters that stop scammy stuff? Because like, I would assume Google has sort of a keyword catch, right? Or mm -hmm. phrase catch to prevent emails from going out through its service. So how does Texas say, change that for Texas? Well, that's going to be difficult. Um, right. Because that you're going to have to rely on number one, the email address in question being located within Texas. Yeah. In which case, the you know, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Number one, like all email addresses, um, like if you put it, like you can fill out personal information, and you mm -hmm. can have, you know, where you're located as part of that uh, filter. Right. As part of that information that's gathered. So I wouldn't be surprised if mine still said that I was located in Montana. <laughs> right. Because right. I'm pretty sure that I said that once upon a time ago and I've never changed it. Uh, yeah. Definitely haven't been in Montana uh, as a permanent resident for a number of years. But even, you know, but even still, you can, that's one way that you can do it. Now, another way that they filter out what is spam is simply by people reporting it's like hey this email from this sender is spam gotcha and so it, you get enough reports from enough people it, in the system it goes okay this is this is spam or if you've got a ton of emails coming from one sender at once and they're not mm -hmm. whitelisted by the service right it'll go oh hey this is spam and okay. it'll block it out. So there's multiple ways in which spam is identified either by the system or by individuals. But not by Texas legislators, right? Like I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see how that's gonna, I think it's gonna prevent, it might be able to um, extend the scams to Texas, but out of Texas, I don't, I don't see how that can be regulated individually no. by state like that, so. Well, and I mean, best of luck to them, I think. Yeah, all right. And the people who are about to get flooded with a whole bunch of scam about their penis. Right. I just think Texas is aiming for um, everything that America, like the federal laws are. I think Texas one by one is just trying to change them just to buck the system. I don't think it's for the people in Texas. You know what I mean? No, no. The group of people who are tired of, you know, all of these laws on the books seem to have no problem putting all of these laws on the books. Yeah, right. And um, oh shoot, Better O'Rourke is looking to run for governor of Texas, and I think he's going to lose. <laughs> oh, fuck. I think anybody should run for governor except for the guy that said, hell yeah, we're going to take your guns. I don't think he In the state of Texas. No, right. no, 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 no. That, that, that's a terrible decision. Yeah. You, you might as, you might as well, you know, just hand the, the race over to Abbott at this point. Right. If, if, if Beto O'Rourke is going to be your top candidate, you know, you, I look at what Montana did and Montana had a democratic governor for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he was very much a, you know, a, you know, I would say, you know, what some would call Democrat in name only, but it's, it's not right. that, you know, he definitely had some more liberal ways of doing things, but liberal by Montana standards, isn't really all that liberal. So. Right. Hi, Joe Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I don't even, I wouldn't even call Joe Manchin uh, liberal by liberal standards in, in Virginia. But like, oh. you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where what, what uh, Montana's former governor, uh, former governor did Schweitzer, he was a fantastic governor, like state ran a budget surplus, things were taken care of, like in terms of being able to be an effective and an efficient governor in the state of Montana, he was great. His predecessor, on the other hand, sucked. His predecessor was awful. And that was Steve Bullock. Everybody thought that Steve Bullock was going to be this fantastic, yeah. this fantastic, you know, potential. I was like, no, like if, if anybody was going to run, you know, for the presidency and right. win it uh, from a conservative state, it would have been Schweitzer because Schweitzer was, while he was a Democrat, he was still conservative enough that even conservatives would have been like, you know, I think I can handle him. Montana's done great under him, so why not him? <clears throat> yeah, Steve Bullock ran for president for like a minute, and we laughed the entire time until yeah. he dropped out. <laughs> Schweitzer, and, and that was the thing, is that Schweitzer, you know, a bunch of people tried to push Schweitzer to run, and he was just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, he's like, I was governor. That's good enough for me. I don't need, I don't want to run for the presidency. <clears throat> yeah. I just don't, I don't think that conservative means killing people and democrat means saving people no it should be if you're in government it's to protect the people that you want to protect ron DeSantis. so this isn't a story in my list but ron DeSantis said something so ridiculous he said that no well the new thing is um florida man says that we should look to australia's lockdown policy as the future of joe biden's um what do you call that like martial law so he says australia is doing it so we should do it but then two days later a story comes out where australia says guess what we're opening up next month because what we did was successful (laughs) it just it made me laugh because australia's people didn't die and Ron DeSantis's people are still dying <laughs> and people are parroting the fact that it's Australia's fault that we have more COVID. And it's like, what? That wasn't a story I had, but I've been, you know, messaging Ron DeSantis back and forth on Twitter about this. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> no. Um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I think that the Republican party has no fucking clue over is um when it comes to when it comes to these lockdown policies these places have higher taxes and higher social welfare than we do there's a reason why there's a reason why you didn't see lockdowns like this because our people are too poor to stay at home yeah and and our governments are too broke for everybody to stay at home You know, everybody keeps going, well, why aren't we staying home? It's like, well, you see the one safety net that we had that could have been used to keep people at home, keep people paid. Mm -hmm. uh, It's been leveraged against and there's no money in it. That's right. That's what we forget. Before the pandemic, we were slashing budgets and stealing funds from other places to pay for other things. We weren't in a great state. And that's why we're backfilling our safety net now through um, infrastructure, right? Which I want to say, by the way, is supposed to be paid for by raising taxes on the rich. And that's the whole debate. Do we want to rack? People are like, no, to the infrastructure, it's too much money. Yes, no, yes. It's to pay for our, the stuff we always do for the next 10 years. And like 3.5 billion sounds, trillion sounds like a lot till you spread it over 10 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's this whole discussion about this bill being way too expensive, but it's free. 700 you, bill a year, 700 billion a year. 
if you raise taxes on the rich and lobbyists are saying, we don't want this bill passed because we don't want you to raise taxes on us. And that is the real conversation. I well, found, let's, no, uh, you, no, you know, what we're missing in the real conversation is the fact that what, what the Democrats also tried to do was try to get it so that way they could monitor every bank account that has a, mm-hmm. a transaction of $600 or greater or has a cumulative of $600 a roll through that account. So that way they can't be taxed. That means that, you know, let's say that Jason buys uh, us some concert tickets, you know, because he's down there, he's got the ability to go over to the box office and grab the tickets. If I go to pay Jason back for those tickets, that counts as income for Jason is how they would view that. Wow. That means that Jason would get taxed for me paying him for my concert ticket that i would have bought at the box office myself i like this this is a spontaneous conversation about the infrastructure bill so you know the unfortunately what has happened is and and i know i'm gonna piss some people off but you know what do it it. it's the it's the end of the show do it this whole idea of and millionaires and billionaires will pay for it sounds an awful lot like and mexico will pay for it just for the left (laughs) Because right now there's a whole bunch of fucking stuff coming around that they're really looking at how people, normal people are going to be paying for this. So, uh, yeah, it was just a little bit surprising when all of a sudden I find out that and millionaires and billionaires will pay for it is they're wanting to look at every single account that's ever had $600 in one way or another to roll through for it. So I was, I was just absolutely stunned when I saw that. And I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? Because that means that anybody who has ever paid back a friend now Mm -hmm. runs the risk of their friend getting taxed for paying some, paying them back for something that they just bought. God knows how many times Debbie and I have done that where we, you know, we, you know, we buy something for a friend and a friend pays us back. Right. That's taxable income. Wow. Bullshit. That's horseshit is what that is. That, you know, that money was going to get spent at a local business, but if that's how you're going to treat it, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, nah, dude, you got to go get this yourself. And so that means that, you know, my friend's going to miss out on an experience or mm. something like a necessity. God knows how many times where I've had a friend, like I can't get to the grocery store. I got a dire need. Is there any way you can grab this for me? I'm like, right. yeah, I'm out right now. I'll totally grab it for you. Just tell me what you need. But then that's taxable taxable income for me? That's bullshit is what that is. And that's the Democrats that work for you. And there's been a huge pushback on that. So enough with this and millionaires, but billionaires will pay for it. But then you fucking do this shit. Gotcha. End rant. End rant. Check out the new infrastructure bill and actually dig into it. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to Public Access America. You can find our live stream every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can also find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Radio Public, and Victor Reader for our, all of our visually impaired friends. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who see security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and unyielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow nasty place and I don't care how tough you are it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it you or nobody is going to hit as hard as life ask not yes we can what your country can do for you I have a dream ask what you can do for your country my poor little children yes we can one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome. To public access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. 
wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.